and welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by Red Arc Power Management Solutions. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. Overland Addict, premium overland gear. Last US Bag, overlanding bags and equipment. Northology Overland, trips and a monthly overlanding magazine. All of these companies are really amazing, so I highly recommend you click through the links in the description below to learn more about each of them. So, hey, everybody. Today, we have Eva Rupert from Overland Expo. Welcome, Eva. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super, super excited to talk to you. You You're like the most celebrity celebrity that I've ever interviewed. You're (laughs) the most famous person I know now at this point. Whoa, which is crazy because my my fame is like reality TV fame. So That's that's pretty famous to me. (laughs) I have YouTube fame. It's not the same. And it's very little thing. So welcome. Um, so yeah, so I'm super excited to talk to you today. Um, I just wanted to kind of, I'm going to kind of run through some questions so that we can get to know you a little bit better, um, kind of introduce you to the audience and everything. And then of course, we've got to talk about Overland Expo as well. Um, so well, let's start with how did you get into overlanding? Like just in general? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. It's such a classic <laughs> question. Cause you know, it used to be called car camping. Remember that? Yeah, right. <laughs> And so overlanding for me, I guess I didn't even realize I was overlanding until, you know, until I started working for Overland Expo and going to the expos. But, you know, I've always been a road tripper ever since I was young. You know, in my early 20s, I got my hands on this crusty old Toyota pickup and it was like a pirate truck. It was rusty and it had this metal camper shell on top. And I was doing a lot of rock climbing at the time. And so- I named the truck Ulysses Amelia and it okay. and I traveled all over the country together. And I was just a kid, you know, and yeah. I think that's where it all started, you know, finding the best rocks to climb and the best free campsites. And I think, you know, you always end up on dirt roads when you're heading out to the crags. Right. So. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And you know, it's funny because as soon as I saw your name, whenever Nick from Overland Expo reached out, I was like, wait a second, I Googled you. And I was like, I have seen you on the Overland Expo virtual stuff from last year. I saw you on all those videos. And I was like, I knew I knew her from somewhere. I'd seen you before. Um, so like, how did you, so going from, you know, rock climber, driving around in a truck and camping for free to working for Overland Expo, like arguably the largest overlanding expo in the world. Like, how did you get tied into that? Um, well, Overland Expo has its roots, not its earliest roots, but it has its roots in Flagstaff, Arizona. And for the last, you know, 10 or 15 years, I've lived in Arizona and in Flagstaff for the bulk of that time. And when I moved to Flag, I heard about this Overland Expo thing and I got on my 
1979 Honda CX500, which is not an adventure bike, but I had no <laughs> idea that it was an adventure bike. I had plenty of adventures on it <laughs> and rode out to Mormon Lake to go check out this Overland Expo thing. And, you know, it was just mind blowing. Like I pull in there, like my old cruiser thing, and they're all like the most amazing rigs and all these guys standing up on their GS pegs, riding around in space suits and <laughs> tents that flipped out and awnings that did things that I have never seen before. And I was just, I mean, it was like one of those like shifts, like where you're like, yeah. wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And yeah. Yeah. And so found Overland Expo just as an attendee at first. And then as the years went on, Overland Expo moved from yeah. that Mormon Lake location out to Fort Tuthill County Park, where it is today. Sure. And um, they needed some logistical support and help on the food and beverage side of things. So that's when I nice. stepped in and uh, was there running the bars and running the food trucks and all that kind of stuff um, ever since ever since the move to our new venue. So, awesome. and so what you're saying is just attend the events, make friends with everyone, and I'll get a job. That's what you're saying. Simple, right? Got it. You okay. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I will find you at the next one, and I'll be like, hi, job. Here's my resume. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've traveled all over the place, like you mentioned. I've, you know, kind of stalked you a little bit on Instagram and Google and your website and all that stuff, too. But is there any place that's kind of like on your bucket list that you haven't been able to go yet that you'd love to go? Oh my God. So many places like, you name the place. I, <laughs> I feel a little disappointed in myself that I haven't done an overland trip to Alaska yet. I've been to mm. all the 48 continental United States. I've been all nice. over Mexico, South America, you know, you name it, some other trips overseas, but like the wow. fact that I have not ridden my motorcycle or driven a truck to Alaska, I'm just like, how have I not done that yet? So that's high on the hit list for, you know, for North American trips, but you, nice. you throw a dart at the map and I probably want to go there. Be totally down for it. Yeah. That's I've, I had grand designs to do Alaska like five years ago before I ever even got my truck because I had seen, I, I'm a Nissan guy. So I was kind of into Xterra's and I was, I was learning about them before I bought one. And there was a guy that was like two years from now I am doing in Alaska. Cause that's how far out he had to plan to make, you know, the time he was going to take like a month to go. And I was like, that's, I have two years to get a truck and figure out how to get out to the West coast and do this. But it obviously never actually came. It was just a dream, but someday, yeah, I would love to do that. It looks amazing. So yeah, so much land you. up there. It's just, yeah, just so vast and so epic. So yeah, that's, that's high on the hit list and nice. totally attainable. You know, that's the kind of trip where, you know, you can do it next summer and not even have to think twice about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I think my next bigger trip will probably be out west to like Moab area because I've never been out there before. And I've always been like, you know what, that's so far away and my truck is older and I don't know. But like, I mean, I've driven 10, 11 hours away six, seven times in the last year for different expos and, and events and things like that. And it's fine. It's yeah. fine. What's the worst that happens? You break down, you fix it. Right. Yeah. So um Awesome. Well, that is perfect. I agree with you. Alaska is awesome. Um, we've got to talk about something that, and I don't want it to be embarrassing at all, but like you were on Naked and Afraid, which I did not know. I had not realized that, but I was like, holy crap, I've definitely watched that show before. I just have not seen an episode of yours, but like, that's amazing. Like how, how amazing was that experience? Um, Naked and Afraid is an amazing experience. And I, I just want to preface this by saying it is 
far more amazing to have done Naked and Afraid and be the person experiencing Naked and Afraid than what you yeah. see on television. You know what I mean? Like you see this like bite-sized Hollywood version of a really badass, am I allowed to say badass on here? Yeah, yeah, it's, we can say <laughs> whatever really we want. No one's watching. Badass survival experience, right? So you get the Hollywood snippet of yeah. like this really awesome, intense experience. And so, yeah, I love that I've done it. I've done it three times. I did a 21 yeah. day, a 40 day, and then a shark week one. So uh, yeah, I've, I've got 75 naked wilderness days under my belt. <laughs> that's, that scares me a little. I get, I tend to get a lot of bug bites. We have a lot of ticks in Indiana. So just even the thought of being naked in the woods is really scary from a bug standpoint for me, but I'm super impressed. That is, that is an outstanding achievement. Um, how, like, how did that come about? Like, how did you, did you have to like apply or like make a video and submit it or how do you get on the show? I got cold called one day. Wow. So back way back, like back in the, in the crusty Toyota pickup truck days. Yeah. One of the things that I was doing is I was working at wilderness schools, like helping awesome. set up rock climbing sites. And this one school that I worked for called great hollow wilderness school, had this really cool wilderness survival and primitive skills program. And it was another one of those mind blowing moments where I was like, I want to know what these guys are doing. Like they're rubbing yeah. sticks together and making fires. And this is so awesome. And uh, so I started kind of amassing these primitive skills and started teaching primitive skills, teaching nice. wilderness survival. And because of that, I must've had a bio about a class I was teaching online and some casting agency called me up out of the blue long before huh. Naked and Afraid was ever a thing. Yeah. And um, they were like, hey, Eva, so we have this new survival show. We found you online. And <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's do it. And she's like, and you have to be naked. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, what channel do you work for? Who are you? <laughs> that is a weird pitch for sure. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's but funny. it was really cool, you know, especially those early episodes because it hadn't been done before, you know, yeah. it's we I felt like we were part of like this really great human experiment. It was like, yeah, Ken, I get dropped off naked for three weeks in central <laughs> Madagascar and yeah. see if I can survive like I'm up for that challenge. And so that yeah. was that was really cool. It was a really cool experience. I've also had really great partners, too. I know people have like uh -huh. horror stories about who they're stuck with out mm. there. Yeah. I've, I've lucked out every single time. So that's awesome. It's really nice to be out there with yeah. nice people. That's really cool. I, I watch my kids really love alone. If you've seen that one mm -hmm. where they take like totally. 10 people and separate them and then they have to survive alone. I, and I've always been like, Ooh, I would do that. Cause I don't know. It just depends. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love talking to people and working with people, but when you're in a survival situation, sometimes it might be easier to be alone. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would love to do alone. I feel like it would be so fun. Plus you get all that stuff. Like you yeah. get, you get like a tarp. I'm like, Oh, give me a tarp. I'm good. Six yeah. months. I'm back you get in 10 months. things. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. Armor All, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Was there was there any crazy stuff that like never made it into the show? Like what's the craziest thing that happened or the scariest or what, you know, whatever? Oh gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> crazy, scary things. They probably picked the most 
crazy and scary things put in the show, I imagine. Yeah, they do. And they really like ramp up the drama as much as possible. (laughs) I don't know that there's anything crazy or scary. I guess, you know, one of the things that always blows my mind is you just don't see how much fun people are having out there. Because if you're ever naked alone and they're in the wilderness, (laughs) naked with a bunch of people and a camera crew around, it's hilarious. Like there is something inherently very funny about that. (laughs) don't see all the times when you're laughing just to kind of keep your spirits up because the suck factor of naked and afraid is real high, right? So you got to keep your spirits up. And there's times when you're just sitting around the fire, it's raining and you're just busting up laughing because, because I mean, look at like, who does this, right? Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That there's been anything really scary. I will say the shark week episode Mm -hmm. had me on my toes. I'm a desert girl. I'm kind of a land rock cactus kind of gal. Sure. And shark week, you know, it had my hackles up because sharks are no (laughs) joke. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It seems like people watch the movies and then they think that they're either murderous killers all the time or they're totally not a threat at all. There is no middle ground, it feels like. But I think you just always have to be alert (laughs) when you're on sharks. So yeah, make good choices. Yeah, sure. Um, I saw so in my stalking, not to sound creepy at all, but as I was learning more about you, right? um, I think I saw an Instagram post that you own a hotel, you were folding laundry, right? Is that right? Like, what, how, what don't you do? You own a hotel? What, what else do you do? Just a whole, you know, it's that entrepreneurial spirit, right? So my boyfriend, Sterling, who is a big moto person, you should have him on your podcast too, because he's a Uh rockin' overlander on so many levels. But he and I bought this little vintage motel in Southern Arizona. We're about five miles north of the Mexico border in a town called Bisbee. And our motel is called the John Quill Motel. And it's really cool. We have seven little rooms. It's like an old school motor court, you know, where you can pull up by your room. (laughs) And then we have a huge backyard. So we always have overland vehicles parked in the back. So if you're coming up from Mexico or you're running the border wall or anything like that, you can always pop in, pull your rig into the back where it's safe and come have a camp out with us. We'll have a fire. It'll be great. So yeah, groovy groovy little place. Come see us. Very overland friendly. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, So, you know, I've definitely noticed, obviously, even just talking to you now that you're very two wheel focused. So so like what got you into bike? Like, I'm not a bike person. My wife says I'm not allowed to have a bike because I'll kill myself. Um, And I listen to her so that I stay married. But um, I'm a four wheel person. Right. And I've just always assumed that I'm like going to be a four wheel off roader slash overlander. But you are clearly a two wheeler. Like what you said you had a truck before. Like what got you really got you into bikes? Well, you know, I do both. I've always, ever since that old black Toyota pickup truck, I've always had Toyota pickups. You know, I've had a couple of old pickups, a couple of Tacomas, a gorgeous T100 that I loved with every fiber of my being. And I've got a Tacoma right now um, that's in the process of just getting kitted out for the summer because I'll be on the road in my truck this summer. But there's just something about motorcycling that is so pure and so essential. And you're so connected to the world around you on the bike like I started riding, you know, in my early twenties and I just out of the blue, like I don't come from a motorcycle family. Nobody okay. rides motorcycles. You know, I don't, yeah. like I just got a wild hair one day to go buy this old Honda. It was a CB 750. I had no idea at the time how cool it was, but I went and bought that bike for 800 bucks, nice. kind of almost killed myself trying to learn how to ride the thing. And yeah 
you know, ever since then, it kind of just lights a fire in you. And, you know, like I would, you know, bungee my little duffel bag to the back and go off on different trips and adventures yeah. to New England at the time. Um, and, you know, I just feel like there's something about motorcycling that when it's hot, you're hot. When it's cold, you're cold. Right. When it's raining, you're wet, right? <laughs> Everything you have has to be tight and tidy and kind of down to the, the essentials, right? There's no room for extra crap on your motorcycle. Right. And, and I love that because it really helps you kind of figure out your priorities, find out those most essential components. Like what do you need to not just survive, but to have a really rocking good time? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I just, despite me being primarily a four wheel person, like the Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman movie, like those, I've watched those multiple times. And every time I'm like all emotional, you know, as they're going yeah. through those, it's, there is something you're right. There's something like crazy about, and like overcoming obstacles in a four wheel drive vehicle is one thing, but like on a bike, watching them struggle with those things and like the effort and the, you know, the muscle that it takes to get through some of those things is crazy. You don't have air conditioning, you know, like you mentioned, like you're hot, you're hot, you're cold, you're cold. You just deal with it. So I, I totally get it. I think someday I probably won't ever have a street bike, but someday I may get something that I could use as like an adventure bike. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Even like an e-bike or something to put on the back of the Xterra and take to explore, like when you get to camp kind of a thing would be cool. Yes. I, I support that 100% and you should have one. Everybody should have some kind of motorized two-wheel vehicle. Like they're just so fun. You know, it's like on so many levels, like, you know, the adventure bikes that we ride now, like they're big, you know, they weigh 500, 600 pounds, they're monsters, but there's something that like brings you back to being a kid on your bike every time you get on them and every time you ride them. So everybody needs a dirt bike on the back of their van. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just so fun. And it's, so much a part of overlanding history too. Like right. we are kind of here to talk a little bit about overland expo. I mean, those, yeah. the motorcycle is such, it, I feel like it's like the original adventure machine. It's yeah. like, they're just so cool and so much fun. It's just pure fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. That's I, again, I would really, I have so many hobbies already <laughs> that I don't need to be spending more money, but I do. I know a couple people that have like Suron, like the, the e-bikes, you know, and, I'm kind of like, man, that is just, they're, they're not all that expensive. Right. And they're, they would just be so cool to go out and scout places or, you know, try and figure out what trails you want to hit. And, and on one hand, it, there is some more challenge to it, but on another, like, like last weekend, we went, a friend and I went to land between the lakes down in Kentucky and we hit this one trail that was super off camber. And I was terrified that I was going to flop my Xterra over on the side at this one part. But if I'd been on a bike, I would have known that. And I could have avoided that section and not risked that, you know? So I, I definitely recognize them for sure, at least as a scouting option yeah. for four wheelers, but. Yep. And those yeah, e-bikes are so capable now, like the electric yeah. ones, they've got some really strong motors. You can really, you can really have some fun on them. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, I've got solar on my truck. So see, we just plug it in and you just charge it up and you're good to go. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. It. So, um, so events, right? Obviously you're, as you mentioned, you're, we need to talk about Overland Expo some too. Um, you know, you're great at planning, building, and from what I can tell, making things really super fun, right? But like, where did you get, like, what's your background and your experience that gave you the skills to do so much? Like if somebody else wanted to do what you've done, how did you get all those skills? That's a really great question. I, I, like I said, I've done a lot of different things and yeah. one of my fallback careers or jobs has always been in the food and beverage kind of hospitality side of things. So working in bars, working in restaurants, and I always found myself kind of gravitating towards management 
So like not just necessarily making the drinks, but like figuring out what drinks we need, how to get them to the table, how to like hit those points of service. And I think somehow like just through that process, I kind of gravitated towards events. I always love doing pop-up specialty dinners, like, you know, just all kinds of random different things. And somehow that skill set translates really well to Overland Expo and to event planning. Yeah. Um, you really have to be comfortable in the chaos, right? Because like an event is natural entropy, right? So your job as an event planner is to make sure you have a like walls, yeah, <laughs> like right. a container so that people can have like these really random self-guided fun experiences, but yeah. you know, not, you, you don't want them to get like too wild and too crazy. You want them to have like this really amazing experience and right. feel like it's, it's an authentic, real experience for them. So that's kind of how I approach my event planning. Yeah. I love that. Well, and like, you know, again, just from talking to you and, and of course seeing you online and stuff, like I can tell that you're great with people, right? You're good at talking to people. You're very confident in yourself. You were on naked and afraid, right? Like you're, you're sure of yourself. You understand your limits and capabilities. So like building relationships, I think is an important part of event planning and coordination and, and ongoing events event like building. Right. Um, so I can definitely see how, you know, that makes perfect sense that you'd be a perfect fit for that. So, um, this episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups and breaking news. Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help, but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I also noticed that you have a passion for alcohol. And I too am like most of my audience is like, they're always talking. I've been saying for like a year now that I need a beer sponsor. Like I just want some small brewery to give me like 24 beers a month or something that I can just take out and like give to friends and have, you know overlanding adventures and you i have not found one yet your sponsor i support that i wish i knew some independent <laughs> indiana breweries but when i come out to visit all of you guys i've got a cousin in indianapolis so when i come okay. out i'm gonna find a brewery and we'll make sure that they send you beer oh my gosh yeah i would tell well i mean here's the thing too is i'm not just looking for a handout like i will talk them up on every single you know episode and everything i i guarantee you i could drive them way more business than the cost of giving me beer like that would be the cheapest sponsor I've got probably. <laughs> so yeah, very good. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to that. Definitely call me up when you're in town and, and we can go around from brewery to brewery until we find one that is willing to do that. We'll find the perfect fit. I love it. Yeah. I feel like awesome. I'm more of a cocktail nerd. Like I've worked in craft yeah. beer, worked in wine, but I feel like the sweet spot for me right now that I'm really grooving on is the mixology side of things. Cause you can yeah. really, you can really play with it. Um, and you know, if you ever come to an Overland Expo, particularly our big Flagstaff event, you'll notice that we have a really handcrafted cocktail menu. And nice. that's one of my favorite projects to do. I've yeah. kind of passed along some of that responsibility. So hopefully that legacy stays. But, sure. you know, I, making cocktails at the campfire is my favorite thing to do. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I am oftentimes jealous, both from a food standpoint and a drink standpoint, but I am very caveman-esque in my overlanding where I'm like, you know what? I like IPAs and they come in a can or a bottle and I can put them in my fridge and I'm set. Yeah. But I often, you know, like if I saw you over there, like mixing stuff up and I would be like super jealous for sure. So same with cooking. So yeah, that's awesome. Just like 
rip open the mountain house and pour in the water kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, like that's on this last trip last weekend, it was like the other uh, gentleman that I went with had like all these pre-made bags of like chicken and rice and all. And I was like, wow, that's really smart. And I was like, I have a steak and instant mashed potatoes or hamburgers and instant mashed potatoes or, you know, canned chili and instant mashed potatoes. Like it's always just potatoes and meat, meat and potatoes, Midwest, you know. I like meat and potatoes too. I mean, there's nothing better than being out camping and throwing some steaks on the coals. Like that is the world's yeah. most perfect meal as far as I'm concerned. And it's easy too. Yeah. I love it. Well, very cool. Well, we should probably jump into a little bit more of Overland Expo Mountain. So, you know, for those of you listening or watching that have not heard of that, you know, I've heard of Overland Expo East and West, of course, last year virtual, I heard of that, but this mountain thing is totally new, right? Yeah, this is super exciting. So for obvious reasons, we didn't have Mountain West last year. Right. Um, but this um, end of August, we're like yeah. 20, yeah. 20 something fun. days away. So get your tickets if you want to come. Um, the event is in Loveland, Colorado, and it's Overland Expo Mountain West. So this is a brand new venue for us. And it is in one of my favorite states in the country. I love yeah. Colorado. And it's shaping up to be a rockin' show. We've got all of our hands-on vehicle training, all of the moto training. Um, and I feel like there's so many people in the Overland space who don't realize that Overland Expo is motorcycles and four-wheel drive vehicles. Yeah. You know, it's just all about adventure travel. So it's definitely good for folks who are interested in motos as well as trucks. So it's going to yeah. be great. The venue is beautiful. It's at a venue called The Ranch, which is just a big professional event facility. Nice. And we've got literally hundreds of exhibitors there. And the wow. exhibitor lineup is great. I've seen some sneak peeks of the class list and we've got some awesome instructors coming in. And that's, you know, one of the best parts of Overland Expo is like anything you want to learn about overlanding, Expo is the place to do it. Somebody, I guarantee you, somebody is teaching that class that you've been thinking, oh, how do I program my GPS? How do I right. cross challenging borders in South Sudan? I don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> Somebody is there who has that information. So yeah. our class list is looking great. Our activities are looking great and it's just going to be so much fun. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I have yet to make it to an overland expo because I'm like in the middle. Right. And, and then with, I have an eight-year-old and an 11 year old and the one year old puppy now. So like, it's like, I need to stop making excuses and just get to at least East. East is not too bad for me. Totally. Like it's not too far. So we always have a kids program. So your kids are like the perfect age to be a part of the kids program. The events are always dog friendly. So no excuses there. There you go. And it's the funnest thing ever. And you've got three choices. You can go to Colorado, you can go to Arizona, or you can go to Virginia. So yeah, something for everybody. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And I mean, again, Virginia is not far at all. I was in West Virginia, like two years ago on a trip, went through the Monongahela and all that area up there. It was beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. Very awesome. So when is, you know, I, I know the dates, but it's your thing. So I'm going to let you yeah. say it. When, when, <laughs> when is the, the mountain West event? Mountain West is the last weekend of August. So the 27th through the 29th, if I'm getting my dates, right. Hold yep. on. Let me get my cheat sheet. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got it. <laughs> the 27th through the 29th of August and all of this info, anything you want to know about the show is all available on our website, which is overlandexpo.com. But we've got the last weekend of August in um, Colorado, the last weekend of September in Flagstaff, Arizona, and then um, October 8th through 10th in Virginia. So okay. yeah, they are all pretty close together, aren't they? Yeah, we, you know, this has been an interesting year for event planning, you know, mass gatherings, right. were the first, the first thing on the, on the firing squad for, right. uh, 
through the COVID lockdowns, which is the right thing to do because we don't sure. want to be getting the COVID. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we had this whole year where we did nothing but virtual events. And then even coming into the start of 21, things were still a little tenuous. And so sure. we ended up rather than canceling events, like people... I just feel like people miss each other. And this is such a great community sure. that we were just like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's do it safely. And we're all outdoors. Our events are big sure. and spread out with plenty of yep. fresh air. So, you know, we feel like we're in such a, a good place to bring people together in a really safe way yeah. out of these gorgeous outdoor venues in really incredible locations. That yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, and for everybody listening to or watching, of course, I'm going to put links in the description to, you know, Mountain West, to all of Eva's stuff. So definitely go check her out, check out Overland Expo. Um, just tons of, like she said, classes. I mean, you know, a lot of my audience, Eva, just so you know, too, is like the weekend warrior types or like newer folks to overlanding. So I feel like the class part is a huge part that's sort of underrated and kind of it can be a little intimidating. So like, again, for everybody listening, like I went to it, there was an event uh, here in um, Arkansas in February, the Moore Expo. Um, and I went to that and they had a bunch of great classes there too. But I was kind of like, you know, uh, do I go to that? And and I went to a couple and they were fantastic. Like everybody's super approachable. And, you know, and I'm, I know that the Overland Expo events are the same way, like the, the classes and stuff. But so definitely get out there and learn and check them out and, you know, get to check out all the gear and meet a bunch of great people and see a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, definitely encourage everybody to go. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to the weekend warriors. I feel like, you know, there's such a like push, like, oh, if you're not planning for a round the world adventure, if you're not selling every yeah. worldly possession and moving into your van, you, right. know, you do what you can. You take the adventure that you can. If you have a day, if you have a weekend, if you have a, a, a long weekend, do yeah. it. Get out there and just yeah. go do it. You know, it's like, I, I wrote an article during the pandemic called One Tank Adventures, right? Uh -huh. And in the midst of the pandemic, we weren't supposed to be doing anything. And it was like, okay, let's revisit what we can do on one tank of gasoline. You know, that yeah. little concentric circle, like how many places are we forgetting about? How many adventures are right under our nose? You know, we don't uh -huh. have to spend days and days driving all the way to Moab, but you know, okay. you go down that dirt road that you always drive past on the way to your favorite trail and take that one instead. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And I love that, you know, that you say that because there's been like a weird, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, on all the forums and the Facebook groups and stuff, there's kind of been like a weird dichotomy of like people splitting off and saying, that's not real overlanding if, right? And like, that's, I just feel like I hear that all the time and it's, but you're absolutely right. And I'm of the same mind where it's like, even if you get out there for a day or two, like it's not about having the fanciest, most expensive rig. It's not about having a fridge and a scottle and all the gear. It's just about going and enjoying nature and, you know, taking the time when you can. Totally. So, totally. It. Get in the Honda awesome. Civic, pack your Coleman <laughs> two burner and just do it. <laughs> That's all you need. Maybe a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable, right? Like if you're on a motorcycle, you don't need them. You just sleep on the trail. I always bring a sleeping bag, zero degree bag, wherever I go, no questions asked. Yeah. You can always lay on top of it. You can never be, you know, you can always take off layers, but you can't put on layers. Yep. Yep. It's true. <laughs> Very smart. So true. All right, guys. So that was the interview with Eva. Thank you, Eva, so much for spending the time with me today. I appreciate it. Awesome. Jason, thank you so much. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. It was super fun. Yeah. All right. We'll see you in an expo really soon. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thank you.